You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs contact. Back to another episode of Habs Nightly, folks. It is the doldrums of the offseason where there's no content other than uh, what you're about to get, which is a off the rails, off the cuff conversation amongst friends uh, because there's not much news to give you. Uh, but before we get to the non news, Mason, how are you, buddy? I am laggy. How about you, buddy? I'm fine. Um, you don't sound that laggy, thank God, because I don't care if you lag or I sound laggy on your end. As long as it matters, is on ours because that's where the editing has to happen. But uh, pretty good. Uh, I had a weekend off. It was nice. Looks like I'm about to work an entire weekend. Um, so I wish I would have knew that in advance and really just slummed it up. Um, rewatched. The movie Youngblood have a new uh, opinion on it. Sure, we'll get into that in a little bit. Have an ignorant story to tell if someone wants to listen to the life of a draft technician. Um, what about you? How was your weekend? Heard you were out of town. Hence, a day late episode. Uh, yeah, I was at visiting... Um... Fiona's like extended family. Mm-hmm. Sounds this cool. Time on the weekend. Okay, oh yeah, fishing. Uh, no, no. I I went fishing for twenty minutes and Fiona got bored. So that's unfortunate. Hmm. It's a little, little upsetting, but yeah, I was all right. I mean, you know, nice people, but. A little, a little, um, what do you want to say it? Overwhelming to just be thrust into a family for the long weekend at times. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we got through it. Unfortunately, we're a day late, but that's just due to long weekend traffic and some other, some other bullshit. So, sorry about that. But yeah, no, it was all right. I always like being up in Ottawa, so it was a it was a decent time. Nothing nice. too memorable, though. Nice, that's awesome, dude. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, we hit the rain season, where of course my phone goes off while Turkey's trying to talk. I mean, walk on the computer. Um, we've hit the rain season where um, I'm learning my backyard floods like a motherfucker. Um, and you can't you can't be a socializing adult unless you want to get sick and it's so fun to be alive down here right now um i've been going to the gym uh mainly because i can't walk outside 
uh, or do any hiking or anything that I want to do in that nature. So uh, I've been doing the gym. Um, yeah, uh, Sorry, I've been watching. What's up? Why are you gonna get sick? Oh, uh, because it because it rains constantly outside. Oh, and you you all just have you're all just old people. You're gonna get sick from the rain. I mean, if, if I'm if I'm going outside, I'm trying to do stuff. You know, like cut the grass, go for a walk, maybe a jog. Um, all of that stuff does not mix well with my asthma uh, or being overweight, and with me being real hairy. And it being humid as fuck down here, I'm basically like a walking smog cloud. Um, <laughs> so I will get sick. And uh, I've always been like this because I've been uh, hairy since like, um, I don't know, like 11 years old. You were the is... kid with a mustache in grade six. Oh, dude, how about grade three? Um, I, I had, uh, what's, what's your boy that went to... Uh, Went to the Islanders and they made him shave his uh, his face. The dude he used to play for New Jersey. Paul yeah, Paul Murray. I was like basically like Paul Murray today in middle school, just like a wildebeest, a, a true a true mammoth. Um, Every school has one, dude. And I was we had a couple, but I was just like. I don't want to say lead in the pack because my fat expanded my skin. Therefore, oh. it wasn't as collected, you know, because if I was skinny as fuck, dude, I'd probably just look like cousin it. It was like a walking beard. Uh, <laughs> um, I did on Friday um, not successfully get my badge for the um, Louis Armstrong international airport that we have in new orleans so this is like my fourth time going to this place to do draft tech work at on their on their lines on like 12 to 15 of their fucking restaurants in this airport that haven't been serviced because they refuse to give me a badge um i got fucked out of that again on friday uh but i did go to Sorry, a concert why do you need a badge again? I know we've had this conversation. Because I have to go behind the scenes. I have to go where the people aren't. Like the, the keg storage room, the, the cooler. Uh, all of like that's a, like... like a, I promise I'm not planting a bomb type thing. Exactly. So should I be concerned that you you have you have failed this? No, no, no. I, ha I haven't failed it. I haven't failed... All right. all right, so... Update. I got it today. Um, okay. But I'm not failing it because I'm not passing it. I'm failing at retrieving it because every time I go there, they give me some bullshit. Like, you didn't take the customer service test. Like, I fucking worked there. Or you didn't take the Spanish text test. And I'm like, I didn't know I was supposed to. Yes, if you would have took it, you would have realized that there was English captions. Um, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, oh, this check that your job gave you that you were supposed to turn in three months ago when we initially tried to get you to do this, but you didn't have all of the paperwork uh, is now outdated and we need a new check. Is this a government run operation? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Because it, it sounds like one. <laughs> I mean, the airport might as well just be federal, you know, um, anything government run 
is exactly the way like just yeah. miles and miles of red tape and bullshit. So Friday, a big turd fest over at the Louis Armstrong airport. Um, but after work, I went to uh, a concert, which was kind of cool. Uh, I did not give a fuck about either bands. Well, there was four bands. The early band I gave a fuck about. The later band, um, not so much in the headliner. Eh, I've seen them a bunch of times. So I saw uh, August Burns Red. We came as Romans. Uh, hollow something. I think it's Hollow Crown. Something like that. And some um, whoever the opening was. Um, but I didn't buy a ticket for it. I was going to go see Polyphia, who Mason, you might know what that is. It's an instrumental band full of prima donnas that shred, uh, every instrument known to man. Um, but I guess I'm turning into like a grind my gears type of thing. But so I waited to the last minute to buy tickets because I didn't know if we were going, I didn't know if my friend group wanted to go to either concert. Right. So same day you got Polyphia playing and then you have the August Burns Red concert. Um, and I've seen August Burns Red about 10 times and I've never gone to see them. Like I've never seen them 10 times because I wanted to. They just happened to be playing with a band that I wanted to see. Um, so it's like a, it, they like definitely hold like the record for like how many band, like how many consecutive times have you seen a band? Um, but just I don't give a fuck about them that much. Um, so my buddy couldn't go. I got a free ticket. I ended up going. Uh, the Polyphia tickets, back to that. Sorry, we're all over the place. So back to it. Uh, Wednesday, tickets, $35. Thursday, tickets, $55. So I'm like, fuck that. Not going to see them. So I'm twice right before COVID. Friday, day of the event, back down to $35. Does not make sense. Why would you up the price the day before instead of the day of the day of price should always be more expensive because you waited to the last minute, not, Oh, we're just trimming the fat. It's back down. So anyway, uh, come home, eat some fire ass, fire ass Mexican food. Shout out El Patron. Um, and then my buddy's like, Hey, we're about to leave. So we go, uh, walk up the street. Cause he lives by my mom's house about three blocks away. Take a little walk, a little extra, a little extra exercise, you know, uh, show up the lottery's happening bought three lottery tickets didn't fucking win unfortunately uh bought a 12er 12er of bud some diesel went out to the city parked and uh obviously crushed the 12 pack with the boys walked in and it was already the third band so granted that doesn't bother me so much because I didn't pay for these tickets. Um, but I think Mason, you would understand. Let's say you're going to go see machine gun Kelly and like, I don't know, three other people you give a fuck about. Uh, and you get there on time and then you cross, you know, what's what feels like a 10 minutes worth of beer and you go inside and it's the last band. Uh, so I'm laughing my ass off because I didn't pay for this. I'm fucked up and I'm just going to continue to get fucked up. Um, so first, not first off, we're, we're like 12th off and in, into the story. Uh, hold on. Jesus had to sneeze cause Turkey's walking in front of me and shit. Um, this place is built 
so stupidly. Um, I wouldn't really want to go to this venue again for a big concert. And uh, it's because they have an upstairs, which isn't a problem. Okay. But the place is so small. It's built like a shotgun, but sideways. Um, so they have pylons and, and beams. Shut up, Turkey. They have all of these beams and, and networks of holding pillars to hold the, the, the second floor up the balcony. So you can't see the fucking bands unless you're in the inner square, because if you're behind it, there's too many people because it's too small of a place. And there's just fucking like medieval shitty fucking pillars of wood all over the place. I'll send you a video later because it's hilarious. Um, So we just continued to get fucked up. Long story short, which is hilarious because this isn't isn't a short story. Uh, my buddy, we rang, we ran up like two hundred plus dollars on my buddy's tab just on beers. Uh, fifteen dollars for three shitty domestic Bud Light twelve ounce cans. Get the fuck out of here. Um, but we kept kept drinking, kept drinking, trying to have fun. Can't see shit. So you know what? You know where you can see shit in the pit. So. I'm an old man, like Mason likes to say. I got back problems. Um, I sweat when I go outside or whatever the fuck he said earlier uh, in this episode. So we go to the pit, though. You know, so I take my hat off. I put my phone and my wallet and my fucking zippable pockets, you know, because I'm not losing that shit. And now I'm holding my Shreveport Mudbugs, uh, Mason's favorite place, uh, my hat. Because I'm not losing that shit. I'm not letting these fucking dirty ass kids step on it. Um, so there we are. Um, in the pit, kind of throwing down a little bit every now and then, or more or less sitting on the sitting on the ed edge, you know, kind of crowd controlling it and watching the band. Got a better view than my cousin. I mean, than my my two of my best friends that went there to see this fucking band. Um well my buddy Ryan. And I'm sorry, Mason, if this is bothering you. My buddy Ryan, uh, he gets a little he gets a little ignorant when he's dancing, uh, or when he gets really fucked up. Let's let's just say that when he's just fucked up, he gets a little ignorant. Um, this dude's like backing his ass up in a mosh pit. And you know, Mason, I don't think you go to this type of music, but I'm I'm sure you've seen like, you know, like what a mosh pit looks like. And it's it's full of like aggressive people that are throwing down and shit like that. And that's cool. But here comes Ryan, who's backing his ass up and, you know, just acting a fool in there. Somehow this dude never gets hurt, never gets hurt. He does it every fucking concert. But this time it was like the gift of God for Ryan. Everyone around him, all of these like, you know, like massive fucking dudes that could fucking throw Ryan like a toothpick. Um, Everyone's tired. And it's like right before a breakdown, everyone's tired. I don't get it probably because we're getting old right so no one's got the energy to throw down so what does ryan do but drop down in like a berkey position like he's you know doing football stuff and just starts fucking humping the ground and instead of people you know being upset with him or anything else they just kind of circle around him that way he doesn't get hurt and here's this little flamboyant kid just having fun on his own. It was unreal. 
you guys are confused why we're not getting any back and forth between me and Mason. It's because Mason has lagged out four times in the middle of this story. And I know the story was a bit long, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, let's give you this, this, the stature of Ryan. Ryan's about, let's say five, 10, five, 11, um, dresses real, 2007 Hollister, not in like a like a Jersey Shore way, but just we'll call it proper, right? Just a silly guy. Looks like he's going to a kid's birthday. A uh, lot of playful colors, uh, short hair, kind of like a, could be a boy or a girl haircut. Could work for either or. Um, and that's that's Ryan. He screams a lot. Uh, he makes a lot of noises. He dances uh, to in whatever way he wants. Honestly, it's not it's not choreographed. It it doesn't have to fit um, the environment he's currently in. He just does what he wants. Uh, but I see Mason trying to pop back in. Let's see if Mason's here. If not, we'll just continue on with another story until you guys are like, "Fuck this." Or my cat uh, rips off the fucking speakers from my desk. Mason, are you with us? Nope, but Turkey is. So I believe we have Mason back. I know we paused the episode with me saying, Mason, are you here? But in those uh, few moments, we've lost Mason two other times. Let's see. Uh, let's check the attitude and the emotions of Mason. Mason, how are we? <laughs> I am wonderful. Just loving life, you know. I can hear it. You sound enthusiastic. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to when when episodes like this happen. I think I just need to have like a, a soft drink, which I don't do because I get all jittery and shit. But maybe those are the perfect episodes for to just turn it into uh, a Bayou Benders episode where I just talk nonsense uh, and hopefully you guys like that because it, it could be coming to a podcast near you um but buddy yeah so you missed the whole you missed the whole fucking uh story but it's fine uh hopefully you go back and listen to it have a good laugh because uh it was very ignorant but um while we still have you here let's talk a little little habs for a second right a little hab talk uh since the last time we talked, Chris Weidman has given uh, Slavkovsky the number 20, which uh, seems like when you guys listen to this, you'd be like, this is fucking forever ago. But you're right. It's been forever. Um, honestly, he just said that. Uh, I mean, I don't think he really gave a fuck. It, uh, he wanted to make sure he felt accepted, I guess, and excited to be here. Um, and honestly, sounds like a fucking straight up solid guy. It's just another example of the leadership that Chris Weidman brings to this team. And I think he's done a really good job of, you know, when we signed him, a lot of people, I think, or I think I know personally, I remembered him as one of the guys in the taxi incident. And, and I, you know, now we see him as. And what wasn't wasn't he involved in the um was it his wife 
Oh no, it, that was Hoffman. Oh. Never mind. I was gonna say that was Hoffman. We got him too, though. Yeah, I know. Honestly, of the two, when they came in, I was more hopeful of Hoffman, and I've actually just kind of swept him under the rug and have just more accepted Chris Weidman's, uh, you know, g- great positivity on this team. No, he's just an exceptional leader, and I, I think you know, with him and Paul, probably Matheson splitting um, PP one power play quarterbacking capabilities, or sorry, um, responsibilities this season. I could see Weidman putting up another thirty points. I mean, optimistically, I I wonder if he could do more than that too. I think. But if he doesn't do any of that, you know, just what he provides off the ice. And as you said, his optimism, his leadership abilities, what he brings to the team in the locker room, I think is more invaluable uh, than any points or any goals he could score, especially with a team as young as this one. Um, As you're speaking, I just realized we talked about this on the last episode because I just looked at the number he had and it just kind of like rejogged my memory. But it's a good point to what you're saying, like kind of hilarious that he's he's taken number six after Shea Weber. But at the same time, now it, it's I don't think it's in any regards relating, but it's it's nice to see that the number six is being held by a guy that's shows a strong leadership with this group. Um, by no means, Weidman's getting a C. Um, but it just it just. I get it could soften the blow on a lot of people that Shea Weber's gone, but the number six on ice is going to be uh, a very strong backing member that's going to help a lot of these young kids. Um, what else? Oh, how about the uh, Cole Caulfield goes and pays a visit to uh, <laughs> to Jeff Petrie? Calls him dad. <laughs> Calls him dad. Love it. <laughs> Big old hug. Picks Cole Caulfield up, which doesn't seem that hard to do. Uh, then turns around to realize he's being, uh, I guess, you know, filmed and just dies laughing with that like charismatic trademark, fucking, you know, full on trying to take a whole burger in your mouth, wide open smile that he's got. That's just electrifying. Uh, great humble fucking video that just shows Jeff Petrie in a better mindset a better place uh, for his family, but no ill will to someone that he, you know, had a, a strong relationship with, with this team. I love it. No, absolutely. And, you know, we've said countless times, we've spoken countless times about Jeff Petrie. I don't think it was ever a disdain for the city or the organization of Montreal. It was purely a family thing and you can't fault a man for doing what's best for his family. At this point, it's, I'm not even going to say it's late in his career. But you've gotten to a point to where it's look look at what's happened to the world. It's made people realize, you know, if if you're a family person, how important it is, like the small things that you missed during COVID, how important it is to be close to them. And you see it with like Johnny Gaudreau and and Jeff Petrie, just you know, the the two that I'm thinking of that are the most current to to speak on this type of thing. Um and see what they did. And I'm just happy that he's happy. We, you know, we've talked a lot in the past of how, uh, you know, 
psychological Jeff Petrie is, you know, uh, gets can get in a, a bad mental state real easy. Um, but this this is just so good for his family. And I don't like the Penguins, like I said last episode, but I'll always support Jeff Petrie. Loved him with Edmonton, even though they never developed him great or gave him a shot. Um, and will always be a fan favorite. One of my favorite halves. Um, I just won't buy a Penguins jersey. Uh, let's see. You want to talk a little reverse retro? Um, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I don't either. It's not it's not published or anything. There's no leaks for it like uh like the Canucks one, which is kind of cool to bring back the the actual uh I forgot his name. Um but the fucking lumberjack running the Abbotsford, the Abbotsford Canucks logo. Yeah. 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 Love it. Sick logo. Um, way better than the fucking what are, what are they calling the the Kachina? Um, but I did see a concept for the Montreal Canadiens one, and it was kind of like an homage to excuse me, the Expos. So it had like the powder blue. Um one of them had the you know the crest, and the other one had Montreal spelled out script like the Metro's old shit, uh, with a Florida Lee over it. Thought it was pretty cool. Um, I kind of wish they go back to the the blue ones that I was dumb, dumb as fuck and didn't buy. Um, but I'd like to see you know they there has been talks. I think Elliot Friedman might have touched on it, um, or at least tweeted about it that a lot of teams aren't playing it as safe as they did last last time. Um, I mean, there's rumors that we're going to see the Gordon's fisherman um, guy back on the Islanders jersey. Um, the Ducks are going to go back to the original logo. Vancouver's looks pretty good. Um, but I hope they get more creative with this or not not to a point to where it's like a laughing stock of a Jersey, but hopefully some of these are like artistically subtle and simple yet something new. Um, like don't go Anaheim duck or Arizona coyotes of the last retro series, you know, but give us something subtle, maybe even like uh like how Vegas was Vegas just took their secondary logo threw on the the tertiary color the the red that's just you know like a, a basically like a pinstripe on the regular jersey thought that was just enough change Montreal Canadiens perfect example just swapped the color you know and it was beautiful uh, but apparently they're gonna they're gonna push the limits a little bit and hopefully we get something pretty cool out of it so yeah that's that and uh you know I don't keep the zoom chat logo uh or tab on my main screen. I'm normally looking at Twitter and having a good laugh. Um, but then when I notice that it gets real quiet, I uh, I look back and I see Mason gets kicked again. And um, and then I and I in my head I I think of how long I've been talking to myself, and it's uh it's been it's been quite fun. <laughs> Mason, are you back? Doesn't sound like it. While Mason struggles to get back with us, we do have an ad read by our sponsors over at DraftKings. 
The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major league action of baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, props, your betting options feel endless. I don't know about you guys, but I just got a notification the other day about fantasy hockey coming back around, and I got fucking goosebumps. That's right, Turkey. Um, Also, I'm sure you guys probably betted on, um, what was that, 280 uh, UFC, the uh, Nunez versus uh, whatever person she beat the wheels off of. Um, She won. I, I didn't really not see that coming um i think it was the person from the ultimate fighter that she was the the captain against uh i can hear mason scrambling so i'm guessing he's back but best of all you guys back to the Adri. best of all DraftKings is safe secure and reliable you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want y'all remember download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code thpn make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars that's promo code thpn only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Mason, are you with us? Does, I was about to say, doesn't sound like it. Mason, before you die again, what is one jersey you wish they'd bring back? One what? Logo? One logo. One jersey scheme. Um, I would love, and I, I know they're different organizations. But I'm sure you won't be surprised when I say if Montreal came out with a Montreal Maroons homage, even though they were never the same organization, mm-hmm. those are some of the sexiest jerseys. I've I would won. love a Maroon jersey. Like, no lie. No lie, dog. I would love a Maroon jersey. Any it team. is the pride of my – it is the pride of my bedroom, my Montreal Maroons jersey. Oh, yeah. Um, this isn't the number one one I want to come back, but I've been wanting a, a new Dallas jersey for a long time. I haven't bought one uh, since Hurricane Katrina. I would love if they took the reverse retro that they did last year. That color scheme, well, not the color scheme. Jesus, no, scrap that. It was a good look. Uh, but that jersey where it's like the star outline, that give us the original, the badass one. But um. Maybe swap the, you know, where the green and the black are. Like, swap that out. I think that'd be pretty cool. Like, just just reverse them. You know, reverse retro, LOL. Um, definitely not the favorite, but that's the one that's, that came to my mind. Um, honestly, I'd love for Arizona to do a blackout uh, desert dog one because that's a sick fucking logo and they're idiots for fucking walking away from it. I don't know. Uh, Seattle. I wonder what the fuck they're going to do. Hopefully they do like an homage to like the old, uh, the weird one with the lines. I think, I think if, uh, if anybody can get away with the candy cane look, uh, I think they could, I think they could, they can put a pretty sick spin on it. Mason, you're here with us. What's some words, words of wisdom from you, from the ether. On what? I don't know. 
or just we just want to hear you speak before you you get sent off into the universe again. That's My right, words: Never let your country monopolize its cell phone network, or you will fall into the Wi-Fi depths of hell that I have spoken like a true robot, Mason Dixon. Everyone, circa twenty twenty-two. Oh shit. A maroon jersey, Mason. Who do you think, if you're still here, who do you think could pull off a maroon color if they had to drop something, like drop a color from their logo, or do a, a new, a new, uh, a new color scheme, kind of like uh, how Buffalo went to black, red, and was that white or gray? Who do you think could pull off a a maroon? Uh, Buffalo has big jerseys. I wouldn't want them to. You know what? You know what jersey I would buy, honestly? Reverse retro. Bring back the Buffa Slug. I know they're not. I know they're going with the the logo. Um, rumored they're going with the logo of the red, black, and white uh Dominic Hassock era. Um, but bring back the 06, 07 to 010 Buffa Slug. Fuck, that was a sick jersey. I know people hated it. I loved it. I thought it was such a cool design. So simple. No, I, as much as I think the yellow is iconic with Nashville now, mm-hmm. and like they're the only, the only yellow team in the league. Yeah, primary yellow. Pittsburgh, but primary they they are the only one. Like everyone else has yellow as their secondary color. If if they, use I would it. still, yeah. I still hate, I fucking hate yellow. As a primary color, so I would say turn turn maroon. Turn maroon. Hmm. I think they could pull it off. Honestly, um, I'd like to see Nashville uh, try to fix the Smashville one, get rid of the logo for the Smashville jersey. Um, But I did like um, using more of like the navy blue look with the yellow accents. I thought that was sick. Um, be cool if they if they brought back. Uh, I don't know if you remember when they had the octagonal um neck when it was the uh the predator logo, but it was the the fossil of the saber tooth instead of uh you know the saber tooth cat we see today. I thought that w- that was a good one. Uh, let's see, who's another good one? Maroon that would work with maroon. You know what? I think Seattle Kraken could could rock a pretty good maroon one, like maroon with that teal, or the like the teal turning into like that deep bluish green they got. I think that I think they could rock that since they already have a little bit of red. Swap the red, like do like a full maroon jersey with the the teal to dark blue accents on it. I think that could work. I was thinking Seattle too initially, but I just think that their color scheme is too good. I wouldn't abandon it. It's fire, but you know what I'm saying? Like this is this is a reverse retro. It's a chance to to really push the boundaries and and what looking at their color scheme, like what could they really do other than like follow the footsteps of Vegas and pull that that's that little color that's just an accent on their jersey 
to really make a unique standout one. And I think that'd be a pretty cool look is to is to pull the red up, but darken the red. There is another yellow team. Vegas is permanently going to those fucking disgusting yellow. Disgusting. Look like a bunch of shitty inflatable C-3PO's. Yuck. (laughs) You know what would be cool, Mason? We saw uh, Nana were talking yellow primary jerseys. Uh, L.A. Kings. You remember the L.A. Kings had their yellow and purple ones, the LSU fucking look if you're from the South. Um, That would be a sick team to have maroon because maroon is normally like a nobility's cloak. I think L.A. Kings done right could have a sick fucking maroon and not silver, but that gray maroon, gray, and black or maroon, gray, and white. I think that would look sick. I think Minnesota has a better chance of it. That's because cool. with LA, like you, you kind of have like the colors you expect with that team. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't do a purple or like something, you'd be kind of disappointed for the river stretch trail. But if, I don't Minnesota know. It, that's a tough. Like that's a tough color scheme. Purple and gold. I mean, yes, it's a very South thing. It's a very New Orleans, Louisiana. You know, everybody wears that Mardi Gras, but it's really tough to pull off. Like, if you're not bringing the white into it, I don't see how purple and purple and yellow really mesh that well. I'm sorry, I keep telling, I keep causing you to mute yourself, but. If you hear Mason, let us know. I'm here. LOL. Mason, have you ever seen the movie Young Guns? Or Young wait, Young Blood, not Young Guns. Not the not the Wild West movie. Uh no. So don't feel bad because I saw it for the first time. We talked we touched on it last episode. Um but since we've talked last, I've watched it another two times, and it still, I believe, is a very cheesy film, but it's like 80s cheesy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just kind of fit fit that era. Honestly, I think it's got some great, it's great quotability in that film that I, 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 I can't ramble a quote yet. I haven't watched it that many times, but it's a good hockey film. Got some weird, cheesy 80s romance bullshit going on in there. But I mean, most hockey, anything nowadays, you got some like the storyline has some type of, uh, you know, she was a figure skater or she was the coach's daughter, like in Youngblood. There's something. There's something with it. It's a billet sister. Uh, But by all means, great film and star studded fucking cast. They did a pretty good job. I'm not going to lie. Uh I don't know how much longer I can watch it because it's probably getting removed soon. And and I think I've I've given a, enough watches for as short of a period I've seen it. Um, but honestly, I've changed my mind on it being an okay movie to an actual movie that if it was coming on television, I'd fucking watch it because it's another pretty decent hockey film. Well, I think Mason's down for the count, folks. Uh, he's been lagged out a whole... It's got to be a record-breaking eight times this episode, but folks, I think we've got we've got enough to to make you guys laugh and wonder um, until the next episode when hopefully we have a little bit more 
content for you guys. It has been a slow week for hockey, but if you guys are interested in talking music, movies, I don't really want to talk current events, but uh, we'll try to keep something up to date. We'll try to get a story. Maybe Mason's uh, audio will work next time. Um, but if Mason was here, I'm sure he'd sound a little something like this. Mason, why don't you do your outro? LOL. Um, folks, this has been Haves Nightly. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know I forgot to tell the story of uh, – I think I brought it up earlier uh, before – before we got into the the bit of it, but uh, the fire escape story that I have for you guys from uh, the Superdome, but we'll save it for next episode. Uh, once again, though, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Habs Nightly. You guys know where to follow us. You guys have a great rest of your week. We can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. Mason, Godspeed, brother. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from.